With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, so check out our sponsor of today's episode and the doctor. It's a doctor I actually love to see. He's where I get all of my CBD from. And it's a doctor that you can visit too by going to DrGanja.com. That's Dr. D-R. Ganja, G-A-N-J-A.com. They have a huge selection of CBD and hemp-based products, including cannabinoids such as Delta 8, Delta 10, Delta 9, THCA, THCO, THCP, HCC, and so much more. And the best part is they ship for free within the United States and offer international shipping as well. So go to drganja.com, D-R-G-A-N-J-A.com. And right now you can use the promo code WWE at checkout and you'll get 10% off your entire order. Also, if you're located in the Los Angeles area, if you're somewhat local, they just opened the Dr. G store. It's located at 11302 Santa Monica Boulevard in L.A. They've been around for over four years and everything they have on the site is available for pickup. But the actual store has additional products the site doesn't have. Drinks, snacks, tobacco products, etc. But check out the website, guys. Most of you are probably not local, so I'd really recommend you go to drganja.com and get all of your CBD needs. And don't forget to use that promo code WWE at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Go check out drganja.com today. 
This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Okay, it is time to talk about the current state of WWE. I've got Anthony DeMarco here tonight with me, as always, every week to talk about a couple of topics, usually the bigger topics that are going on in WWE. And tonight we're going to touch on Edge being banished from the Judgment Day. And then we're going to dive into Riddle and Roman that's going to take place next week on SmackDown. And before I do that, of course, I'd like to welcome Anthony uh, to the show. How are you doing, man? Doing well, man. Uh, I feel like uh, a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. And, I mean, it feels like post Hell in a Cell had more major impact than the actual pay-per-view itself, don't you find? <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly true. I mean, and uh, I, I think that there's – I mean, there's some other news, too, that I was almost going to ask you about with Jeff Hardy, and I, I don't even know where to go with that. I'm sure you heard about that, of him getting arrested again, and he, he's got yeah. his own demons. It's, it's honestly like a, a, it's a sad state of affair. I really do feel for him, and, and, you know, he just is in this kind of tormented cycle of, you know, uh, substance abuse and addiction, and so I feel for the guy. I mean, there's really not much more to say than that, um, so you kind of understand why WWE let him go. But, um, yeah, so uh, let, let's just dive into our topics, and I'm going to start. I really want to ask you, you know, about um, – I want to ask you about Riddle first, because I because I know that the larger topic that I want to dive into will be something I want to ask on the back end. But let me ask you about Riddle here, because I know that Matt Riddle, Riddle now is known as he's a guy that is really even without Randy Orton right now. I think he's doing excellent. And, and you know, he has showing a range of emotions. He's not just kind of this stoner bro. He is. We all know the insane uh, ability he has in the ring and his endless gas tank of cardio that is like five men in one in terms of how just he just doesn't get tired uh, you know, on the mic. As I said, he has been really, I think, really good. Um, you know, that's not to say he's not without flaws, of course, but I think that in general he's done really well since Randy's been gone and he keeps bringing up Randy in his promos, which I like because it ties it back to, hey, I miss you, bro. Get well soon. And of course, They'll have the reunion, and eventually someone's turning on somebody. But uh, now next week, after the win on SmackDown, he earns an opportunity at the WWE uh, Undisputed Universal Championship. It seems like a mouthful still. And it's in the L- in LSU Stadium in Louisiana. Um, before I give any kind of thoughts or predictions, uh, I'll toss it to you. What, what do you think about this happening on a SmackDown versus the Money in the Bank event? Well, I'll start with the positive, right? <laughs> because I do like Matt Riddle. I love that they proved me wrong on him. I know you and I both had similar opinions when he started that he was better suited as a heel. And I'm happy to eat my words that they've done something with his character that has made him incredibly endearing. Lord knows that WWE has really neat, had like a, an appetite or a need for new fresh top baby faces like obviously you have drew mcintyre but after that it was bare for a long time you know with aj styles kind of withering away in obscurity 
with a guy like Randy Orton kind of as a legacy star more times than not now, not really in the main event title picture, you really needed another guy to step up to Roman Reigns. And I think Matt Riddle has proved to be that guy. Maybe Bobby Lashley as well in the recent months, but Matt Riddle, especially the fact that he's a new face, he's like a fresh a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways. He's taken the long road to get here. You know, he debuted over two years ago on SmackDown during the pandemic era when they were in the uh, Performance Center. So I think that they've done really well by booking Riddle. Obviously, RK-Bro took him to another level in terms of being over with the crowd. And it's paying off in spades right now. As for him going up against Roman Reigns on SmackDown for the Undisputed Championship, I have a lot of issues with it. <laughs> like, for one, and this is not to, for me to say that if it was at a pay-per-view, whether that be Money in the Bank or had it been at Hell in a Cell or at Su SummerSlam, do I think Riddle would have been the guy to take it off Roman Reigns? Of course not. But the fact that it's on SmackDown just solidifies that Roman's going to win. By some way, Roman's walking out of SmackDown with the Undisputed Championship. I'm just calling it the Undisputed title right now. It's a lot easier mm -hmm. than trying to get the Totally agree. Yep. <laughs> so I think that Roman's going to be walking out, and I don't think it's really up for debate all that much, to be honest. We'll be walking out as the Undisputed Champion. Um, I haven't been a fan that, you know, this will be the first title defense of Roman Reigns since WrestleMania. That is over two months now, just about two and a half months by the time we get to this coming Friday, Smack Friday Night SmackDown. And, you know, again, if this was at Money in the Bank, do I think Riddle would have won? Of course not. But I just don't like the fact that they're throwing away title paper uh, title matches on free television They've done that enough with the Intercontinental title, which I could kind of get away with because it is the mid-card championship, but even that title hasn't been defended at a pay-per-view since WrestleMania of last year, which is absolutely criminal. And most of all, I think it's because it's just further, it's just continuing to further push the narrative that while he holds both world championships, he is a SmackDown guy. Like, I know for the most part, like, they've really kind of broken the rules of the brand split, but on other ways that they've kind of kept the respective wrestlers on their respective shows, aside from guys who have been involved in the, the bloodline, namely Riddle and the Usos. And to me personally, I haven't seen Roman Reigns on SmackDown unless I'm missing something since the Raw after WrestleMania. So Raw has effectively been working without a main championship or a world championship since WrestleMania, since Brock Lesnar held the title. And to be honest, even when Brock Lesnar held the championship, and I know I'm kind of going off, of, off the beaten path now, but even when Brock Lesnar held the championship, it didn't feel like they had a world champion too because most of that program was developed over on SmackDown. So it feels like since Bobby Lashley held the title back in January that this um, that this brand, Monday Night Raw, has not had a world title. So while I like Matt Riddle, while I like the fact that he's going head-to-head -head with Roman Reigns, again, and I kind of feel like a broken record on this front, I do think that there's, there has been a lot of collateral damage because of it. The, the whole Roman Reigns thing, and, and I know that you and I, we, we spoke about this at length for, for quite some time about it, and you know that people were getting tired of it and all that. I, I think that distance and absence has proven once again to reign supreme here and what i mean by that is i think that with roman going into quote unquote the new stage of his career which he spoke about in trenton new jersey at a house show a month or two ago that we've all seen that clip at this point 
where he essentially just was speaking as himself, as Joe, and saying, hey, thanks for, you know, for uh, supporting me, and I'm going to a new stage of my career. And that meant I'm basically taking adopting a Brock Lesnar schedule. Uh, and you know what? Good for him. I, I don't, I'm not holding it against him. I think that's good for his longevity, good for his mental health, good for seeing his family, <clears throat> and he's earned it, honestly. Uh, so that that's not the, the problem I have. I think, in fact, it's been beneficial to not only him, but for the fans who have been complaining that it's all Roman all the time, too much Roman. And now we've seen he's taking like several TV shows, not just house shows. He's not on SmackDown that much anymore as of late. And I think that's really helping, uh, at least in terms of the, the, the oversaturation of Roman Reigns that had been really creeping up on a lot of fans. And it's, I think, helping his career a lot. Uh, and I think they can should continue to do it. And now, doesn't it all, all already feel like a big deal because Roman's going to be on SmackDown next week? It feels bigger than it normally would have because he's taken time off. And now it feels like he picks and chooses special occasions to appear, which I actually think will ultimately lead to a big baby face run because fans are now really wanting to see him. But in the meantime, with Riddle here, yeah, you're right. Like this takes all of the guesswork out of it. If there was any sliver of hope that Riddle could be the guy to take it off of Roman, which there is a, actually a case to be made for that, it's completely gone because of next week. It happening in next uh, next week's SmackDown. And could they have a, a weird finish where Adam Pierce awards Riddle a rematch at Money in the Bank? I, they could. And, and I don't think that that's impossible, um, you know, but then there's I hear rumors of Roman taking the money in the bank pay-per-view off. They could. I mean, I've heard rumors of that, like he's actually going to be missing the next pay-per-view, too. Again, the rumor, I, I don't know how much weight is in that, but if they don't do a rematch at Money in the Bank with Riddle, then, I mean, that would be really shocking. And I don't know if the fans would uh, how they would react, given that this championship has been really hidden within Roman Reigns' grasp since WrestleMania. And yeah, he hasn't defended it. And the 30-day rule people have been bringing up to, which is hilarious because that 30-day rule is only applied when it's convenient for the story, of course. that We all know that. Um, the funny thing on SmackDown, the last thing I'll say I'll toss to you, is that the stipulation for the Riddle and Sami Zayn match that got him this championship was that if Riddle lost, he's banned from SmackDown. And if he won, obviously he gets an opportunity to uh, challenge Roman for the undisputed title. Well, I, like the thing is, Riddle's already banned from SmackDown. Like, but no one says that because they don't pretend that the uh, the brand rules exist. So, just by the brand rules that they put into place, Riddle should already be banned from SmackDown, which is kind of funny that they brought that up. I'm like, that's the only stipulation they could come up with. Do they not see the irony in this? So, I don't know. Let's go. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. 
Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, I'm really curious if they do the draft this coming October. That's going to be a really telltale sign to me. But to the same token, like you still have the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship. So on some level, they must like still believe in the brand split. And again, I would say 90% of the roster stays on their respective brands like you have the main raw storylines whether that be the judgment day which we'll get to or cody and seth and aj all those guys they're kind of exclusively over on monday night raw and on smackdown you kind of have like the likes of gunther now and um mad cat moss and baron corbin so like for a in a lot of ways they've kept their you know wrestlers on their supposed shows but then anytime it has to do with the bloodline, it's like all bets are off. If you're part of the bloodline or you're Sami Zayn and an honorary member or you're going against them like Matt Riddle and before that Randy Orton, then you can you know float between brands and there's no issue with it. And I guess that's why like and again, I don't like to come off as a broken record when they're on television. Like I do like the bloodline, but it is just a little frustrating that everything that we know about WWE goes out the window when it comes to Roman Reigns and the bloodline. And I get like that's kind of the gimmick that they are above WWE. They mean that much to WWE that they could just come and go as they choose. And I get that and I could respect that, to be honest. But I don't think he's going to be at, res- at uh, Money in the Bank. I've Like you, I've seen a lot of reports suggesting that he will be taking it off. And in my head, I'm saying, in my head, I'm saying, So we're going to go six months between title defenses of the world title, or not quite six months, but four or five, with the world title not being defended. And you could point to saying like, oh, well, when Brock Lesnar was universal champion, it was the same type of thing, and you had no problem with Brock Lesnar. And I could see that point as well. But to the other token, I would say, well, when Brock Lesnar was universal champion on Monday Night Raw— at least you had AJ Styles or Dean Ambrose carrying the WWE Championship on SmackDown. So at least you had a world championship being defended on some pay-per-views aside from the quarterly defense of, let's say, Brock Lesnar at the major pay-per-views. So I just feel that because Roman is kind of holding both titles hostage and not defending either of them, on pay-per-views to boot it just kind of feels like again there's just a lot of collateral damage right now in order to really drive home that the bloodline is the biggest thing in wrestling and i agree that they are the biggest thing in wrestling roman is that good in his character right now but i look over on monday night raw and it's like what two months now that monday night raw the flagship show the most 
iconic wrestling show in the history of the industry does not have a world title. And you have guys over there that could be carrying world titles. Like, I think Lashley could do it. We've spoken to death about Seth Rollins. I think if they played their cards right, they could get AJ Styles back to that level. You know, even though we're not particularly huge fans of him, certainly Cody Rhodes is being groomed for that somewhere down the line. I just feel like they're doing something that they don't have to be doing necessarily. They are, and... That world championship, it's amazing that, you know, uh, WWE has not been able to defend that world championship. And like you said, at at that point, it would have been about five months. Uh, And you're starting to see the effects of the the, that a world champion is not on Raw. And like you said, we can say that Roman is is could be on both shows. And sure, he he has both belts. He can be on both shows. He was on both shows even when he didn't have both belts. And so, um, you know, he's above the law, as is all the bloodline and everyone associated with the bloodline storyline is above the law. And I understand why. But I think they're starting to see the fruits of their labor and not in a good way when it comes to not having a world champion at least on one brand with a top belt. Now, it should give you know, a spotlight to those quote-unquote lesser championships, and thank God the Intercontinental Championship is on somebody that hopefully they can actually do something with, which I think they will, and you and I spoke about it last week that we thought it would happen, and it did, that Gunther won it, and great, and I love the match. Uh, and I'm really, really high on Gunther, really high. I, I'm, I'm very, I'm looking forward to his career, I gotta say. Uh, and so, yeah, you're looking at Seth Rollins. You and I have spoken about that, uh, and you know, I, I just, they're starting to see, I think, the negative effects of this uh, Roman Reigns, this Roman Reigns undisputed championship title reign that is going to eventually hit a wall where they have to do something with him dropping it. And so the Roman Reigns run, they're at 650 days. At some point, WWE is going to have to figure out if they want to get to that magic thousand. They're 65% of the way there. Do they want to? What would be the benefit of that? The downside being being that they have no champion that's consistent. And if Roman Reigns is going to be on this Brock Lesnar type schedule, then they're going to have to really pick up the the, uh, slack with getting people where they need to be with personal storylines, personal feuds, and making sure that the U.S. and Intercontinental Championships are taking the time that they can right now without that world championship overshadowing those other two. So... Do I think they're going to do that? I, I don't know. I really don't know what the end game is here. I mean, do we, you and I have just really killed it when it comes to uh, Roman Reigns' run and who could potentially beat him. And, you know, obviously this past week we saw the the uh, Seth and Cody Rhodes program continue, and I actually have no problem with that. Typically after three, I get a little bored of it. To me, like they work so well together, and I love that Seth Rollins didn't turn babyface and just decided to, after the whole I respect you thing, hit a, hit Cody in the back of the head with a sledgehammer. So, uh, you know, of course, you comment on, comment on anything with Roman, but I do want your just quick thoughts on Seth Rollins continuing this for an eventual part four with Cody. Well, look, I mean, Seth Rollins, it's actually incredible what he's been able to do given how many big losses he has had. Like, I think his last major victory came against Edge uh, at a SmackDown at Madison Square Garden, I want to say, last September. And I don't think he's won a pay-per-view match this year other than the disqualification against Roman Reigns at uh, Royal Rumble. But clearly they're setting it up for maybe them two to go head-to-head at next year's WrestleMania Part 4, like you said. 
I mean, I thought it was going to be done and buried because I just I don't understand how you could kind of give Steph, uh, Steph <laughs> Seth <laughs> any credibility be after losing three times clean to Cody Rhodes. I think that maybe if he had won the second one, but hey, whatever, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But I do think it was important to at least give Seth some more heat with Cody Rhodes on the shelf. I don't know who he's going to feud with. I think that he's probably the favorite to win the Money in the Bank briefcase. I know he won it a long time ago. What was that? 2014. So, oh my God, eight years ago. Talk about feeling old. So he won it eight years ago. I think he would be a prime candidate to win it again. So maybe they're just trying to generate heat for Seth before gearing him up for being the next Money in the Bank briefcase holder. God, I hope so. I mean, plus people forget, and I keep bringing this up, but no one's talking about it, is that Seth and Roman have unfinished business, man. Like, and they're great together. And the whole shield thing at Survivor Series being beat down. And then there was just no follow up because Roman went right into his next program and gearing up for WrestleMania season. Uh, and, you know, Seth Rollins as a as a heel in that match really got cheered as a babyface because he you know, gave a throwback to the shield and people hated Roman more than they hated Seth. And so I think there's something to be said there. And it's still not impossible that if Seth wins it, he could be the one to actually dethrone Roman and call back to what he did to him at Survivor Series. I, I know that that's you know, sometimes something that is a foreign concept to WWE of, of long-term story arcs that are just kind of fall into your lap. But I think it's something that they could do. And I would have zero issue if Seth Rollins was the guy to beat Roman. I mean, do you think I know we're, we're going off the path? Cause I do want to get to edge badly. Um, do you, do you think that if Seth Rollins is the one to beat Roman Reigns for that championship, if, if he wins the money in the bank, he cashes it in, I, I don't know, uh, maybe you know later this year, early next year, it doesn't even matter. If he's the one to beat Roman, do you think that a lot of the damage that was done over the last, sadly, couple of years to his win-loss record, some of it would be kind of mended if he was the one to dethrone Roman Reigns? Stay right there. The WWE Podcast will return after this quick break. Hey, guys. So check out our sponsor of today's episode and the doctor. It's a doctor I actually love to see. He's where I get all of my CBD from, and it's a doctor that you can visit, too, by going to drganja.com. That's Dr. D-R. Ganja, G-A-N-J-A.com. They have a huge selection of CBD and hemp-based products, including cannabinoids such as Delta 8, Delta 10, Delta 9, THCA, THCO, THCP, HCC, and so much more. And the best part is they ship for free within the United States and offer international shipping as well. So go to drganja.com, D-R-G-A-N-J-A.com. And right now you can use the promo code WWE at checkout and you'll get 10% off your entire order. Also, if you're located in the Los Angeles area, if you're somewhat local, they just opened the Dr. G store. It's located at 11302 Santa Monica Boulevard in L.A. They've been around for over four years, and everything they have on the site is available for pickup, but the actual store has additional products the site doesn't have, drinks, snacks, tobacco products, etc. But check out the website, guys. Most of you are probably not local, so I'd really recommend you go to drganja.com and get all of your CBD needs, and don't forget to use that promo code WWE at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Go check out drganja.com today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus welcome back to the wwe podcast Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. Yeah, I, I think so. Because I think that whoever dethrones Roman Reigns by default will be put on Roman Reigns' level of relevancy. I know WWE is so, like, gung-ho on making Roman Reigns the greatest of all time and trying to put him on the same level of the rock and stone cold steve austin and those types of guys but i think that for the fans and for guys like you and me you will automatically put them on the same level as roman reigns i think that drew mcintyre is probably the best choice but let's say it is seth rollins i think that he would be the next guy up the only other guy and i know maybe i'm premature on this i think that if you waited maybe another six to eight months you could probably get gunther in that mix and maybe we could touch on him a bit because I think he's brilliant. But Seth is a guy that in my mind, and look, I covered the Shield on last week's Retro, and just how that faction checked all the boxes of creating three main eventers out of one group. And I think personally, maybe not Moxley anymore, you know, because he left WWE, but I think all those three guys were on the same level. And WWE just tried, like chose to go to all in the deep end with Roman Reigns. But for me, I think that Seth Rollins was the guy the hottest out of the gate, obviously because he turned heel, and in a lot of ways has been the most consistent of those three. And I'll just forget about Moxley for now. But between Roman and Seth, I would say that Rollins has been more consistent since the breakup of the Shield because of all those tumultuous years we went through with the Roman Reigns babyface character. Seth Rollins, yes, by the end of his babyface run with the Universal Championship in 2019 in the fall, obviously started getting, started getting a bit boring, obviously ended really badly with the Hell in a Cell match. But I think for the most part, he has been like the epitome of consistency with how the crowd has been behind him, whether it's been a babyface or a heel, and certainly in the ring and just being there all the time, as opposed to Roman Reigns and obviously sometimes not because of his own fault. Like when he had the cancer diagnosis, he had to step away. He got suspended in 2017 before breaking uh, the wellness policy, if I'm not mistaken. 
obviously took six months off during COVID. I just think that in a lot of ways you can make the case that Seth Rollins has been a bigger part of WWE over the last eight years than Roman Reigns. So for me personally, for sure, if he dethrones Roman Reigns, it would make a lot of sense. And I think it would be a good thing for WWE that you would have two guys on the same level, like you had with Rock and Austin, like you had with Orton and um, Cena, like you had with Andre and Hogan. Like, it's always better when you have two guys who feel like could legitimately beat the other one. And those are the two best guys in WWE right now, in my opinion. There's really not too many guys that you could say could go through the the type of booking that Seth Rollins has gone through over the last couple of years and still come out feeling like a main event or a true main eventer. There's not a lot of guys that could do that, that could survive the massive losses that Seth Rollins has had. And he, look, Seth Rollins, you and I have said, we, we, we believe that it's done damage, even to a guy like Seth Rollins. But most guys, I think it would have kind of shot their career dead. If anybody else was booked like this, if most guys, I should say, were booked like this. But with Seth Rollins being so good in the ring, so good on the mic, just understanding who and what he is, his entrance music has caught on. It's almost kind of babyface-ish with people singing along. All that. I mean, it's all f- fell into place. And I think that's been the shield, no pun intended, from his career collapsing in and on, in and on itself because of the just terrible booking. At least not terrible in terms of the way that the programs that have been structured, but just the win losses, which uh, you know at some point do matter. And and the the massive losses are just it's it's overwhelming. But um, that that said, like if Seth Rollins were the guy to beat Roman, I have zero issue with that at all. Now somebody may say, well, it's going from heel to heel. You can't do that. I don't think people would boo Seth Rollins if he were to take out Roman Reigns. I think people would would lose their minds. And, you know, I think that that people have a respected Seth. They understand that he has been booked in a way that is unfair and that a lot of times unless at least WrestleMania this past WrestleMania, he kind of got screwed out of a world uh, championship opportunity because Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns took over everything and sucked all the oxygen out of the room. So. I think that while he's not a great babyface, maybe they just, if they want to turn him babyface, they just don't do anything with his character other than just take away the kind of the, the, the from behind attacks and it's like kind of the obvious stuff, but don't change his character at all. Like keep him kind of the, the, the guy that's wearing ridiculous things out to the ring and like the way that he cuts promos. I mean, there's, there's really not a ton to change about him because he is so respected and he's so talented. So if somebody's worried about, well, it's going from a heel to a heel. I, I don't. I think it would turn Seth babyface in that moment because of how monumental that moment is, and people believe that Seth deserves it. Uh, and it's been such a long time that anybody else has held that championship. I think a lot of factors could go into that. So, do you think that even if Seth Rollins didn't change anything going into the that cash in, assuming it's a cash in, that people would boo it, or do you think that would instantly turn Seth babyface? I mean, I, I he's kind of on. A level right now at least for me that he is already kind of there like you were just describing and maybe for a lot of the common fans who are really behind cody rhodes they would take it would need to be a bit more developed on the babyface side before they could completely get behind him but maybe just for me because much like you not fully behind cody rhodes it kind of felt kind of funny in a lot of ways and i do just find seth rollins like 
naturally funny. I do like kind of annoying at times, but I think that he just plays his character so well that also almost comes off endearing at times. So I think maybe it would be a 50-50 split with Seth Rollins in terms of him being viewed as a babyface. But I think for a lot of people, they already like booing him so much. And he kind of has like an edge vibe to him. And I know that they kind of played off that during their program last year, that there were a lot of similarities to be drawn between the two. But I think that like much like Edge, by the time Edge got to, let's say, 2009 at the height of his rated R superstar gimmick, like he was just so cool to boo that he almost just by default became a babyface. And uh, I think that's what where we're getting to with Seth Rollins. And on a side note, I guess that's kind of a good segue into Edge. Yeah. So let's let's get into Edge. I mean. The guy was banished this week from his own group uh, a mere what like a month or two into this damn run where he was starting to catch traction. He committed. He cut his hair. Uh, you know, his promos were on point. It felt fresh. It felt new. They're just getting going. You're you're imagining a six to twelve month run with this, and you know helping build not only Rhea's career, uh, but now I mean now we know Finn Balor joined, uh, and he's the one that ended up. I guess, turning his back on edge, so to speak, when we can get into that, but, uh, you know, Damian priest as well, you're imagining him and somebody else who, you know, one or two other people that we could have speculated that would have joined and helped build their careers. And instead this week, they decided to respond by having edge get ousted from the group by saying the group saying, I guess in unison that he's the one thing that's holding them back after they, uh, just figured out what is the one thing that, you know, is, is holding them down. And that was edge and they all turned their backs on edge and, you know, uh, injured him quote unquote. And so I, I, I just shook my head. Like what the hell is going on? This can't, I hope is not in response to the Cody Rhodes injury. To me, that is a very poor choice to try to turn edge who was doing an excellent job. It's not like this group was, floundering where you were like, eh, this doesn't fit. Let's hope he turns babyface again. No, most people were really on board for this. And the promos he was cutting, everything was making sense. The logic of how this even happened and came about with Edge being smart enough to say, hey, this is these seeds were planted in me back when I was in the Ministry of Darkness. Like, that's awesome stuff. And they just decided to go and, and turn him back babyface by having the whole group turn on him in response to assumingly in response to the Cody Rhodes injury. So they have a top baby face. Like before I go any further, like what, what the hell is going, what, what's happening here? Well, I think you said this on your raw review last week, but I thought it the, exactly the same thing when it happened. If they had done this, let's say eight to 12 months from now, I would have been all for it because I think that in some ways it makes sense. I think that you always kind of see this happen one way or another at some point, like kind of with the nation of domination where they turn on their leader. But this quite literally was put together, what, two months ago? Rhea Ripley has been in the faction for, what, a month? The entire group was Edge. Like, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, great in-ring talents, and I think they're on on their way to a very good career now that, now that they've kind of found themselves. But let's call a spade a spade. They were kind of boring and bland on their own. They were they were wrestlers with hidden potential that were to be elevated by being put with Edge. 
And like you said, the entire group was based on what was planted in him with the brood and the ministry of the darkness 25 years ago or however long it's been. And then they bring in Finn Balor, who I think did some good heel work in NXT in 2018 or whatnot. And that's fine. But Finn Balor is also a very bland guy. At least he has been so far on the main roster. And, you know, he came out the night after being a babyface going against this team. And now I'm supposed to care about them in the same way I cared about with Edge there. You know, like Edge went all in for this. Like he cut his hair for Christ's sake, you know, pardon my language. But like, I just don't understand it. Like I instantly care like like a fraction as much as I did when Edge was heading that group. Because he was just so damn good and it was so damn perfect and it made so much sense. And now I'm saying to myself, like, why does it make sense like right now? Like Damian Priest saying, like, you're the one holding us back. Like, really? You guys haven't lost a match. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right. How is he holding you back? Like, like I said, like if they had done this like six even six months from now if you wanted to set something up going into wrestlemania but it's been less than three months and it's been less than a month with the with rhea ripley in the mix like i just i don't get it like you had to have you had to give it time for the group to find an identity for itself beyond edge because right now the group was edge and then his followers if you had given it time for the group to feel like something more, then it would have made sense. I like I'll equate it to evolution. Like I'll break. I broke down evolution two weeks ago on WWE retro. Like had they just pulled the plug on, you know, triple H right off the bat, it wouldn't have made sense because who the hell was Randy Orton and Batista, you know, but they were together for a year and a half before they gave Orton that push. And then two years before Batista pulled arguably one of the best babyface turns of all time and turned on Triple H. And I just thought that had they given, you know, Rhea Ripley 
and Damian Priest and even Finn Balor, whether that had been in the group or give him a run with the group for, let's say, a month or two and then plant the seeds that there's going to be like a dissension within the group or something. But they just pulled, they went so fast with it. I don't get it. And to be honest, I have a bad feeling that this group is going to be washed away in obscurity now. They, this is, it's puzzling as hell. And I hope, I really do mean, like, I hope I'm eating, I'm going to eat my words and be like, oh, okay, that was a really good decision. Like, I get it. But I have my serious doubts because that is much more the exception than the rule when they do these things that you're like, what what the hell is going on? Uh, whenever I say that, and most fans say that, by the end of the storyline, you're still thinking, yeah, that, that wasn't worth it. Why did they do that? Uh, now, I, again, I hope I'm wrong, and I think there's a small, small chance that we all end up eating our words. I hope we do. But if the goal here was to turn Edge Babyface to supplant the fact that Cody Rhodes is out for six to nine months, which I think he'll be back in probably like four or five. They always like to overestimate. So then when they come back early, it's a surprise. Uh, so I think he'll be back maybe by the end of this year, maybe. Um, so that's my that's my guess. That's my assumption based on all the injury returns that have happened over the last 20 years I've been watching. But if that's the case, is I still don't agree with it. I still don't agree with the fact that they had to turn edge babyface to save the top babyface spot from being empty. Um, I mean, they could have built up other guys that are on the on the rise. I don't understand why they needed to just instantly bring Edge into the fold. Now, if Cody had nothing to do with it, it's still a bad decision. It's still I don't care what I really don't care what the reason is, because when you have a group that works the way that that group was working and so quickly it working, you leave it the hell alone. There is almost no scenario in which you should tell you could convince me that that group should be disbanded that quickly. And yeah, I, yeah, I did. I think I did say it on my, my raw review is like I have nothing against this decision. It's a smart decision. If you want to do this down the line, it just was it, it's like you, you guys, you know, got in a time machine and you're like, no, we need to do this now. Like, oh, it's got to happen now. It's like, no, like, can we wait a couple of months at bare minimum? Um, so and plus the fact is, like, I enjoyed hating Edge in a good way. Yeah. I think a lot of fans were like, cool, this is a nice, cool version of Edge. Like, this is a different version. I want to see how deep and dark and evil and nasty he can get. And we were just starting to see parts of that. And then, bam, he's back to being oh, outnumbered, so he's the default baby face. And I swear to God, if this, if, if Monday Night Raw, which is going on right now, if he comes out as with uh, his old Edge music and just being that guy again, I, 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 I will be pissed. I will be shocked and pissed that all of a sudden he's back to that guy. I hope they don't do that. I would imagine if they have any uh, brain cells in in their head left that they would at least do kind of a, a a a transition back to that character of you know him coming out maybe with no interest music as I said in my I think I said that in my raw review where he's just kind of disheveled and de you know depressed and getting the crowd on his side and you know realizing the error of his ways which again I don't agree with any of this but he can't just snap back to the guy that he said he was totally done with that version of himself he said was dead um, so uh, I know he's quote unquote injured but it, you know I don't know um, do you think that they're going to snap back to just edge uh, that we saw when he returned at the rumble 2020 up until like a couple of months ago I mean like I hope not but like I also don't want to give WWE too much credit just because of such a big mistake that they pulled and I mean 
I obviously have heard the reports that it was in response to Cody Rhodes. I've also heard that it was because they wanted to take the group in a supernatural direction that he wasn't on board with. So who knows what's true, but either way, the result is not good. And either way, they've kind of put themselves in a corner where like it just feels that whether it's now or whether it's in a couple months from now, sooner rather than later, we're getting that new edge back or that old edge back. And look, we all knew that before he retired, he would eventually go back to the babyface version of himself. But like, I thought it was at least going to be like a year and a half or so. And then for, let's say, WrestleMania 40, he would come back and that would be his big send off. But in my mind now, I'm just like, like you said, like what? He's going to try and switch back like not even six months after pulling this stun. Like you could just tell that this wasn't in any way planned and they decided this on a whim. And I think that's why I have such an issue with it, because you could tell it was such an audible. And again, maybe it's just because I have a very like strong dislike for Finn Balor right now, just because, you know, we talk about characters that are underdeveloped, like The Miz. Like since he showed up on the main roster in 2016, like there is nothing different about Finn Balor, like absolutely nothing. And I know that in NXT he's done a lot more and it's not his fault. You know, you have to put some blame on the on the writers at the main roster level. But I just like for a guy like Edge that has shown so many different dimensions to his character and then to pivot and give it to such a one dimensional guy like Finn Balor to be the leader of the group. I just have a lot of distaste in my mouth because of this. Yeah, right now it does not taste good. And I again, I think you and I would both agree that we hope we're wrong with this because we want to see it succeed. But I, I just don't see any scenario in which this would make sense. And it was very, like you said, it was very clear that this was an audible, that it was just something that they just recently decided to to do. You could feel it. You could see it. Fans are like, what the hell? Like nobody, nobody's looking at this and going, oh, man, this is great. This is so cool. I can't wait to see Edge get revenge. Most fans are, I believe, unless you're brand new to wrestling, you're looking at this and saying, why why this just he just joined this group or he just formed this group like why are they turning on like this doesn't make any sense and i'm sure adam copeland is is not happy about this because i from what i understand that this group was partly his brainchild and he's having to give it up to you know three guy three people who i think are you know the, the star power is kind of there finn balor I, I would imagine is now the de facto leader of the of the group based on star power ranking but I think that Adam Copeland, if you were to put truth serum in him and if you interview him, that he would be like, yeah, this is a terrible decision. We were getting traction. Fans were reacting the way that we wanted them to. Uh, I believe I was just starting to get really hated. We were starting to explore what my character was about, um, the message we were sending every week, the promos we were cutting were catching. Rhea and Damien started to find their place in, in the group, and I was leading them. And you just cut us off at the knees when it, things are just getting started? This doesn't make sense. I, I really believe that that's what he would say. I don't believe, based on what I know about him, with interviews and things, he's a fan of long-term story arcs. He's a fan of being able to explore different areas of his character. And for him to possibly go back to just the, the character he was just a few months ago uh, doesn't make any sense. And I don't, if, if like I said, if that, if, if we get the, you know, you think you know me and then his old entrance music, I love that entrance music, but it would, it, I, I think fans would just 
I don't know what they're going to do. I would imagine for a while he's just going to be Adam Copeland. Maybe he's just kind of the neutral guy, and he explains his way out of this and gives us a reason why we should you know, side with him because he was outnumbered, and he's the one that created you, and I'm going to be the one to destroy you. I mean, I can already hear the promos. It's just this is the most bizarre story. They better have something epic in mind for disbanding this group with a, a Hall of Famer leading the group, doing excellent job. They better have some some bombshell that I don't know about and you don't know about that we all go, oh, okay, that they wanted to get Edge away from the group to work with, a hell, I don't, I don't know, a returning I don't, I don't know, rock or something, or something of that nature. You'd imagine that they'd have something that big, but I don't think they do. I think it's out of just an audible, like you said, and they just wanted to do it to make sure things are balanced in their babyface world with Cody Rhodes leaving. I know that that's all the reports that are out there that we, and sometimes you shouldn't believe them, but it kind of fits WWE's mo. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, yeah, for sure. Being super reactionary, that's WWE in a nutshell, right? At times, at least. And I think they just know that they have a guy in Edge who, you know, they could turn babyface on a dime and kind of like Randy Orton at this point that people will always just cheer just because he's a legacy star, especially casual fans. And they do exist that, you know, I have friends like that, that they're just like, oh, Goldberg's back. Oh, Edge is back. Oh, babyface, I'll cheer for them blindly. So WWE knows that for a lot of these guys, um, for a lot of these fans, rather, they have aces in the hole with guys like Edge. And like like you said, unless it's a way for them to like make Edge even darker, then OK, fine. Then that would be kind of cool. But at the same time, like I liked what they were doing with Damien and uh, Rhea Ripley. So now they're going to have to be kind of sacrificed to push an even darker version of Edge, which I really don't know how that's possible, given how dark he had gone. It just feels to me that he's going to come back sooner rather than later. And he's going to be kind of like the rated R superstar version of himself. And he's going to try and grow his hair out again and, you know, come out in the trench coat and off to the races we go. And look, I mean, it sucks. I hope I'm wrong, like you said, but it just feels like WWE just wanted a top baby face back. It's just it's it's maddening. It's maddening. Now, again, we haven't seen any of the follow up guys to Monday Night Raw. So there, I would imagine there's some developments or at least a response from Rhea or Finn or Damien or all three. Uh, you know, I'd imagine they also have new entrance music, given the fact that the entrance music starts with you think you know me, you never did, which was great was great he just took back everything that he said you know in the last like 20 years about you think you know me and it's just one of the more iconic sayings and he integrated that into the beginning of the i mean you could tell this is an audible they don't change entrance music and come up with all new gear and everything if it's a if it's like a two-month project they don't do that that's that's what like you said tells me tells you that this was a reactionary just off the cuff yeah let's just do it it makes sense people love edge let's get him back we got to have a balance Bad choice. Bad job out of WWE. Now, again, there's people out there that's like, well, you haven't seen the whole storyline yet. 
the, the history does not doesn't exactly side with WWE when it comes to long term storytelling or or doing things that are like you said are reactionary and also long term you know proven to be a good decision. So, all right, uh, any final thoughts on this or anything else before we wrap it up? No, I think we covered everything. And to be honest, I I try not to get too negative on this show, but uh, the Judgment Day thing and like the world titles being defended only on SmackDown since WrestleMania kind of got me a bit irked this week. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's why I chose them. Gotta get that. No, I knew it was going to re- uh, evoke a very passionate response from both of us. So I, I, I know I, I, I really am trying to make a conscious effort too to not just like hammer WWE for stuff. Cause there are some things that are going on in WWE that I like. I mean, I lo- we, we talked about Seth Rollins at length as always uh, really enjoy his work and Gunther becoming new intercontinental champion, which is, I think is a great thing. I think you'd agree. So yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Uh, so I know that if anybody doesn't know, you host the uh, the retro show that it drops every single Friday. And this past week, you covered the shield, as you mentioned earlier. So uh, but of course, you can let anyone know about social media or anything else that you want to say. Yeah. So as always, you can get me on Twitter at Mark 25 And as you just mentioned, uh, retro drops every Friday, hopefully sometimes on Saturday, like this past week. But as I open the show with on my retro show, uh, when you're moving, everything kind of starts to take a backseat. Oh. But, uh, yeah, if you want, check out The Shield or the week before that, I covered Evolution. But, uh, yeah, for sure, check it out each and every Friday. Very good. Yeah, moving is hell on earth, I got to say. <laughs> and, yeah, we all know that it is. It's just uh, too, you got you got all this crap. You got to go through it, sort through it. And, and most people don't realize, like, the kitchen is probably the worst thing because there's all these cabinets and spoons and plates. And, like, you don't realize how much crap's in your kitchen because everything is covered by cabinets. Um, but, yeah, so very good, very good. Everybody go check out the retro show that was uh, done this past week on The Shield and every one that will drop on Friday. So uh, it's been a blast, buddy, and we will talk next week. All right, man. Take it easy. You too. Hey, guys. So check out our sponsor of today's episode and the doctor. It's a doctor I actually love to see. He's where I get all of my CBD from, and it's a doctor that you can visit too by going to drganja.com. That's Dr. D-R. Ganja, G-A-N-J-A.com. They have a huge selection of CBD and hemp-based products, including cannabinoids such as Delta 8, Delta 10, Delta 9, THCA, THCO, THCP, HCC, and so much more. And the best part is they ship for free within the United States and offer international shipping as well. So go to drganja.com, D-R-G-A-N-J-A.com. And right now you can use the promo code WWE at checkout and you'll get 10% off your entire order. Also, if you're located in the Los Angeles area, if you're somewhat local, they just opened the Dr. G store. It's located at 11302 Santa Monica Boulevard in L.A. They've been around for over four years, and everything they have on the site is available for pickup. But the actual store has additional products the site doesn't have. Drinks, snacks, tobacco products, etc. But check out the website, guys. Most of you are probably not local, so I'd really recommend you go to drganja.com and get all of your CBD needs. And don't forget to use that promo code WWE at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Go check out drganja.com today. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.